Welcome, Foot Clan. It is week 17 of the DFS podcast. DFS for the rest of us. If you're not part of the DFS pass, so there's still time to get over there and get some of the help. Like This is going to continue. It's not just week 17. There are DFS playoffs. We're going to help you through that. There's articles by Chris, myself, and tons of others. So code podcast gets you 10% off over there. And oh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, everybody! Happy New Year! Well, hopefully, a Happy New Year, and we'll be celebrating winnings for you guys next week when you uh, will have the New Year. Enter the New Year with new winnings, right, Chris? That's right. Yes, new winnings, New Year, Week Seventeen, a bloody mess, but I love it. <laughs> uh, I really do. And you're right. I mean, you and I are still going to be contributing to the DFS Pass. We're still going to be doing these shows, and there's actually nothing better, in my opinion, than than DFS playoff, like playoff DFS, because. It's just condensed. The schedule obviously is a little bit tighter, and it's just it's playoffs, man. It's playoffs. Playoffs, yeah. And you can be smarter about it. It's it's better preseason. Like you can yes. get that extra edge by being smarter. But it's not complete preseason where it's like, oh my god, this guy's going to play three series? Question mark? Maybe. <laughs> by the way, that's what we have this weekend. With some well, we do. Well, we're going to get into that. That's you're right. So real quick, uh, Joe Holka is in the middle of extra traffic travels and that's why I still follow him at Joe Holka. He also got banned from YouTube, but the video will hopefully be back next week for him. But at Chris Meany for Chris, at Olin Kid for myself. And yeah, well, let's jump into that first, Chris, before we do cash games. Let's bring up a couple of the teams that, you know, we'll kind of touch on them as we go through. But so we know Buffalo's locked in. We know that the Vikings are locked into the sixth seed in the NFC. And then it sounds like Houston's going to play a little bit, but probably not into the second quarter. And then you mentioned this before we came on the show that Sean McVay is talking about resting his players. The Rams just got knocked out themselves. And outside of that, that's pretty much, I think, everything. Like, or, or, Let me ask you this in that, that way is we're just pretty much avoiding those teams, right? Yeah, I mean, there's you just you just don't know. You're right. I mean, I think you I think you nailed all the teams there. I mean, the Texans could start with their guys, and maybe they want to knock out the Titans. Who really knows? But also at the same time, they they want to go into the playoffs healthy. And yeah, Sean McVay. And so I try to just stay away from these teams who have just been eliminated, like the LA Rams. You and I talked off air a little bit about the Rams and some of these other teams. I mean, the Rams just got eliminated. They've been playing with some guys who have been hurt. Jalen Ramsey's one of them. We don't normally care about Jalen Ramsey we do I guess to an extent of which wide receiver is going to go up against him but we don't care if you know if he's is going to be fully active but I saw McVay say this morning or it was yesterday morning that potentially like Todd Gurley Jared Goff Jalen Ramsey these guys will be be limited limited and we just don't know how you know these guys have obviously been playing hurt Jake for a couple weeks but now that they're eliminated I'm just going to go away from those teams. Like a team like the Giants have been eliminated for weeks. The Bengals eliminated for weeks. But we know these guys keep rolled out every single week if they're healthy and they're playing. So I'd rather go to teams like that as opposed to teams where we're just just not sure what the game plan is going to be. And they keep like winning or trying to. Like the Dolphins keep winning. The Giants just screwed up their entire draft. The race for Chase. I saw the best tweet this past weekend. 
when that happened, Chris, as Will Brinson tweeted it out as soon as the as soon as the Giants scored in overtime, said, and with that touchdown, Daniel Jones just secured his spot as getting crushed into the ground twice a year for the next ten years by Chase Young. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brutal! Yeah, this is not a guy he wants to see. Uh, yeah, I mean, talking Cincinnati this morning, doing the the Bengals podcast at the Athletic about how Andy Dalton's potential last game, like they want a W for him last week. They, it, I was wrong. They really tried to win that game they last did. week, Jake, against Miami. <laughs> did they ever? Like, and it almost went the wrong, they wrong way. All Bengals fans, whew, we lost that one. Finally, I don't know what the heck was going on, but this is a well, game this secured. weekend, right? Secured, locked in. Now you're at home against an arch rival in Cleveland who has just went spiral over these last few weeks. Andy Dalton's going to want to – I mean, he threw the ball almost 60 times last week. I know that game went to overtime, but he's probably going to have another game where, you know, listen, let's let's try to go out on top here in Cincinnati and, and let's throw the ball <laughs> a lot to Tyler Boyd. So it's it's crazy how things change. Well, that hey, that's a perfect transition. I appreciate that. Let's jump into the cash games. Straight cash, homie. And talk about this team as a whole. Let's start at running back because last week Joe Mixon was sick. And a lot of people pulled off on DFS. I know we did. I know pulled them out of lineups. A lot of people pulled them out of theirs and even considered benching them in seasonal. Still touched the ball over 20 times, but it was ineffective 20 times because he was sick. So in the cash game side of things, Chris, let's start at running back as we always do. And is Joe Mixon at his price a locked in given the workload, even though what you just mentioned, that they might throw the ball 45, 50 times to get Andy Dalton like, hey, like, go out on top, buddy? Yeah, I, I still think he's in play, even at his price. I mean, $7,300 on Fandle and on DraftKings. I think it'll be a lot of both. I mean, it's hard to get away from him, and they've we, we said this last week, even before the, the sick thing came up, is that they've just really turned the page in terms of their run game over the past few weeks. I mean, they've been one of the better rushing teams in the NFL since week 10 when Mixon had 30 carries for 114 yards against the Ravens. And you're right. I mean, 21 carries last week and not fully healthy and dealing with an illness. And, <laughs> and every single week it's been about 20 touches. So I like him. But honestly, I'll probably go – I probably – I know we're on cash, but in tournaments, I pro, if I'm going to look at the Bengals and, you know, which duo I'll have more exposure to and which kind of combination, it's – it's maybe not so much Dalton, but I like Boyd. But I definitely think Mixon's in play. Yeah, I think so as well. So, and real quick, let's stay in this division. Actually, you know what? Let's switch to the other side of the game real quick, and then we'll stay in the division. The other side of this one, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Hey, it's time to face the Bengals, and all you do is run on the Bengals all year long. Kareem Hunt has been the safest of the safe of the safe. It's basically, oh, double digits, double digits, double digits, but no ceiling. So... Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt, because Nick Chubb has the price tag and something we've talked about for the past few weeks is he's essentially turned into Derrick Henry, but he is facing the Bengals. But Kareem Hunt, if you're going for the, are either one of them in play for you in this game? Honestly, no, not really. Just because of what I talked about with some of these teams that have just completely checked out. I just don't know what to expect. I mean, I guess Nick Chubb will get 15 carries because he seems to get 15 maybe. every single week. Yeah, maybe, but, but maybe not. Maybe Freddie Kitchens is like, you know what? You had a, a a long run. You've been great for us all year. I mean, you're you're flirting with 300 rushing attempts. You got 1,400 yards. Maybe he says take a seat. I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it. But it's it's Freddie Kitchens. No, that's this is a situation a I just don't. Yeah, I don't really want a part of. I mean, Kareem Hunt could get in there and just all of a sudden get 10 to 15 carries. Who knows? I just I just don't know. Even though he's coming <laughs> off the game with two carries and four the week before, I would assume it's Chubb. 
but I'm not spending seventy five hundred dollars on Nick Chubb this week. No, and that's the it's a hundred percent the concern. And you know, like you just said, we're not talking tournament really yet. I, we're mm-hmm. going to keep touching on it, I think, because it's just this is what this week lends itself to. But also, we're not talking wide receiver yet. But something I said to you before the show to go back to that Ram situation. On the flip side of it, it's like I'm not touching Christian Kirk because I'm not touching anybody that's banged up and playing in week 17 because what if the team unless they're playing for something like Derrick Henry which we'll get to in a little bit but what if the team's like you know what yeah you don't look 100% why are we going to risk you getting things worse into the offseason and heading to the offseason with needing surgery or anything like that so in this game to go to the tournament side of things you know I, I might think Kareem Hunt in a tournament because what yeah. if the, to your point like do they say all right Nick you got a few carries let's just lean on Kareem Hunt for the rest of the game and all of a sudden Kareem Hunt gets 20 touches yeah, and it's, it's. I mean, it's absolutely possible that they could, you know, just turn the page with some of those guys. I think you could really make a case for anyone in tournaments. Honestly, I mean, <laughs> you you pretty Every, much could. Everybody's in play. <laughs> you could make a case for almost anybody in tournaments besides the guys who are like like Zach or Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Lamar Jackson, who's who's not going to play. Um, yeah, I think I think you kind of can, but you if you're a cash game player, this is where it gets tricky. And honestly, in the in the article this week with the at the footballers, I've this is the fewest amount of guys that have written up for cash. I usually try to go you know six backs deep, six or seven wideouts, three or four quarterbacks, and I play a lot of cash. And this is this is a week where I I won't play as much cash, but when I do, it's going to be like one or two guys that's it like one or two running backs one or two uh, <laughs> wide receivers that i'll have in most of my lineups and, and a couple quarterbacks so yeah i tend to stay with it. like robbie anderson is robbie anderson gonna play this week because he needs a new contract and he's dealing with a calf injury maybe maybe he doesn't want to and that's know, the thing is like get that but he's gonna be playing against up. backups if he does play so <laughs> exactly <do> you, <laughs> it's like do you play him like <laughs> levy on bell against backups you know hey this is gonna be the the game we've been waiting for all year long see by the way i told you on twitter people kept saying you were the levy <laughs> bell person i told you, know, it's you. Funny, i went back and and looked at the first couple of weeks and because you're the host it's kind of unfair you've actually brought him up the most um but it was it was joe and i who were back and forth on and debating to play with him i mean his his last two weeks probably his best but the efficiency is is not there but it, i just it is interesting that lev bell is in the 5k range at this point of the season i mean what a bust <laughs> So I legitimately do, and hey, and bring up yeah, it is the host has to. I have to bring up everybody. <laughs> well, so. Joe and I bring up our guys, and they're just like, "Hey, what about Lev Bell?" And I think we get sucked into it. It's like, yeah, Lev Bell, <laughs> you know what he can do, but uh, yeah, I still think actually he's going to be on a new team next year. But we'll, we'll you talk do about that, I guess. Yeah, time. that's that's a whole other. But what I mean is he five eight on DraftKings might be... Stop trying to talk me into it, Jake. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just bringing yeah, him up no. for the fact of what you said. Look, at fi- at 5'8", he <laughs> he backs into two K or two-time value. Like, that's just... Last week, he had two-time value against Pittsburgh, 13.3 points. Yeah, so, he was 5'8", then, too. I know. I mean, he's, awesome. he's got 46 carries and 50 touches over the last two games. I mean, the opportunity has always been there for the most part. There was a stretch in the season where, when they were dealing with third string quarterbacks, and you know, I'm going to get sucked into playing Lev Bell for the first time this year. <laughs> Amazing! And I then, bring him up all the time, off. and I never play him. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I I played him a couple times, but yeah, he's never. Hey, Chris, you want, he hasn't you been want, in the cash lineup. For you want me to add one more thing to him? Yeah, I do. Yeah. His only twenty point game of the season. Buffalo. Week one, Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, he caught a touchdown pass in that game. I think honestly, early on in the year, that's the first couple times I played him was when, you know, he was catching passes. Look at those first two games with a healthy Sam Darnold. He had 19 targets. 
I know. I'm actually and going back. Like, wow. What was this week one price? This week well, one price well, was 7100 And then he went to 77 and then everything started going downhill from there. Wow. Love Bell. Week 17. DFS. Do it. <laughs> Everyone's rolling <laughs> their eyes at us right now. Especially me. Oh, it's just... But hey, look... It, you know, it's kind of your point about the, and he's not necessarily going to be chalk. Actually, Fanshare obviously is not 100% updated. And I say for them because there's like late, what's the word I'm looking for? Late movement because there's not a lot of people that have already been setting their lineups through Christmas. It's the middle of the week. But Lev Bell, right as of now, is seventh on the projected ownership. So it wow. seems. A lot of people see that price and are thinking along these lines. Yeah. I'm not going there. I got to tell you, I have the two same. I'll, I'll, we'll kind of jump around here in a different way, Chris. I have the same two running backs on both sites on FanDuel and DraftKings because I'm trying to aim for situations to your point of once we trust what we ones we know we're going to be out there. And there's two for two different ways. Both of them. I'm going to give you a little hint here. Both of them are going for the number one seed in the NFC. One of yeah. them has a banged up backup, yeah, and then the other one just finally had his second best game, or actually potentially his best game of the year, depending on where your scoring is. And that's Alvin Kamara against Carolina. Nothing gets better than that. Nothing's finer. And then Aaron Jones against the Lions with potentially no Jamal Williams. I, like I immediately tried to find a way to get both of them in my lineups. Yeah, those are. Those are on the in the cash game article. Those are great calls too. Uh, we mentioned Alvin Kamara last week. For those, I think we got a couple of tweets of of people thanking, thanking us. us. Yeah, because uh, you know when I brought him up and I asked you where the ownership percentage was, and I swear you said like in the thirties or forties. And in in the Mayo contest with five thousand entries, I played him, and he was two point four percent owned. Alvin Kamara at seventy five hundred dollars <laughs> against the Titans, and it was really what we said was only a matter of time before he finds the end zone, and he found the end zone twice. So I like that call against Carolina. It's not he's not going to be a sneaky play this week. He's going to be popular. No. Jones is going to be popular. But those are two great cash game plays. I stick inside the NFC as well with two cash game running backs, and I look at Zeke and I look at Miles Sanders, and Sanders is going to be pretty popular as well. He's he's come on here over the last couple of weeks. You can go the other way with Saquon. I think a lot of the running backs I like actually are in the NFC this week. And the reason I like Zeke, maybe he's more of a tournament play. They got away from the run game last week against the Eagles. The Eagles just basically, they had a great game plan. It was it was like, okay, Dak, you're dealing with a shoulder injury. Just test us. Go ahead. Throw if you want. <laughs> We're not going to let Zeke beat us. And Zeke only had 13 carries and he wasn't efficient on the ground, but he had seven targets. So that makes me feel like like Dak really like if you watch the game and I know you did he had, he missed on some throws he overthrew a couple guys he underthrew a couple guys but towards the end of the game and maybe it was this game script maybe but Zeke having seven targets I think that has a lot to do with Dak's shoulder and just a couple checkdowns so I, I'm interested in Zeke more so tournaments but I think you know safer with Jones and probably Saquon and Miles Sanders yeah so here's my question only about that Miles Sanders if Jordan Howard does return. Does that pull you off, Sanders? No, it doesn't. I, I think it will pull, pull some people off of him, but he's just earned this role right now. There's no way that they can go away from him. And I know Doug Peterson has been so crazy with running backs lately. And just before we got on here, Peterson, he says he expects to continue to, to – he's like he's going to ride the hot hand with Sanders even if Jordan Howard does return. Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe you can take that with a grain of salt. Me personally watching Miles Sanders over the past few weeks, I'd be shocked if he doesn't touch the ball 15 to 20 times. He's just earned that, Jake. Yeah, you would think, yeah, yeah. but I mean, it is Doug Peterson. You just never know. All right. Let me bring up the name on the other side of that ball. Then 
Saquon Barkley. Finally, Saquon yeah. Barkley being Saquon Barkley, but he is facing the Eagles' run defense. So you off him this week after the past two games? I think I may be off of him in cash, and he, he may have a – I mean, he can only go down from here. I mean, 42 Fandle points. I mean, he's really shown up best for game people the in season-long leagues. Yeah, he's been he's been unbelievable. He's just 70 fantasy points over the last <laughs> two games. <laughs> hey, seasonal people are enjoying that consolation bracket with Saquon Barkley. I can tell <laughs> yeah, you that much. <laughs> they, they ever, yeah. Uh, hey, now he shows up. Thanks. Um, you know, he played the Eagles a couple weeks before that. 17 carries, 66 yards. Not phenomenal, but he had 21 opportunities. I would expect him. I mean, you're the Giants guy. I would expect him to get about 20 opportunities again. Guy. But I'm more interested in Daniel Jones, to be honest, than, uh, than Saquon. Daniel Jones. Uh, we're, we'll talk about. It. We'll get to quarterbacks in a second. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have to discuss Daniel Jones. But uh, <laughs> uh, what about Derrick Henry? Because if we're talking about teams that have something to play for, yeah. I mean the Titans win and they're in. So that's the easiest path on the play. I mean, we're talking DFS, but for, real quick for everybody for the wrap up there, win and they're in. They lose and who's the, the Oakland needs? Who they need Tennessee to oh, lose? Yeah. Oakland and would need Tennessee to lose. Who's the other team? Somehow they need the Colts to win. Oh, Pittsburgh. I think for like tiebreakers. So, and Pittsburgh, so yeah. yeah, if Indy loses and Pittsburgh wins, Pittsburgh's in. If they both lose and Oakland wins, well, then they need the Colts to win and at least one of like four different teams so they can get strength of victory. So yeah. I bring that up because not to be like, oh, look at this playoff stuff. Let's go figure it out with your math board over there. But I want to talk about Derrick Henry. I want to talk about there is likely no James Conner. And then potentially no Josh Jacobs. So do you go to Derrick Henry? Do you pay down to risk a Benny Snell or Jalen Samuels? Or is DeAndre Washington the obvious pay down with potentially no Jacobs, even though the Ravens, because the Ravens are sitting a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ravens, Ravens are sitting, I would imagine a lot of people. Um, Yeah. I I probably won't go there with Pittsburgh, even though they are sitting a bunch of people. I still don't like their offense, even if they were up against, the B squad and the C squad. I still don't feel like they're going to score a lot of points. So I, I think what we mentioned last week with Washington still applies in a little bit of a tougher matchup against Denver, but he's just been so good in those two games without Josh Jacobs. And I just look at the opportunity you know, a couple weeks ago, 14 carries, a rushing touchdown, six catches on seven targets. Last week he had 26 opportunities, 23 carries, another rushing touchdown, another two catches. So I think I'd rather go that way out of all those guys. I mean, what do you trust anyone in Pittsburgh? Mm, no, I mean, again, you can make the case for anyone in a tournament. Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, Benny Snell, Jalen Samuels, but I still think that's going to be a low-scoring game. Well, so that was something I, I brought up in uh, the article over on the, on the site for The Athletic is in the waiver column when I was talking about the whole not-that situation, but the Viking situations. The Vikings are out of – they have nothing to play for. They're locked into the seed, mm. and, well, with how Mike Boone just looked – so does Mike Boone get all the run because they're like, no, he's not the backup. Let's keep Alexander Madison healthy, Madison healthy, and like not screw around with that. And that's like you, you that's kind of the things we're looking at here is like, yeah. well, who do they consider as the more valuable for the playoffs? And I think you run into the, some of those question marks with some of these teams that have nothing to play for. You know, like Devin Singletary, do we even expect him to touch the ball much? Maybe it's a lot of Frank Gore because Singletary, like Frank Gore has been essentially pushed to the side and seen barely anything of late. So it's all those kind of things. Yeah. And, you know, I think that it's good that we're kind of talking about this, Chris, because I feel like tournament might be a quick segment because yeah. it's kind of like, who do you feel like going after here? Yeah, right. So anybody else at running back before we get to wide receiver? Because I think wide receiver gets very interesting too. 
Yeah, wide receiver does. No, that's it. I mean, Henry, you brought up Henry. I didn't really bring him up. I didn't really talk too much about him. But I, I said last week that the Titans, because they couldn't get eliminated, they couldn't clinch last week, they were just resting him for this week. I, I, I wouldn't do it in cash, but I'm totally fine with it. I think I would just rather spend down on Jones. Like, I really like Aaron Jones. You like, I'm glad you brought him up. Like, yeah. everyone probably should play Aaron Jones this week, right? Uh, Especially yeah, if Jamal Williams doesn't play. Oh, 100%. 100% trying to find a way. So, at wide receiver, let's start at the top. Let's start with some of the higher-end guys. You know, okay, Michael Thomas, obviously, if you can find a way. But, holy yeah. crap, that price has gotten so huge. Here's the other one. And this goes back to the do they yank him situation. Julio Jones isn't 100%. He's facing Tampa Bay. He's been ridiculous. He just saw 20 targets two weeks ago. Oh, well, he just saw 15 last week. I know. But this is kind of what I'm talking about. Like, with the with the Falcons, like, do they say, well, Julio is not 100%. All right, he played two quarters. We don't need to screw around with him. And that's why I feel like he ends up being more of a tournament play than a cash game play. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. And you feel like because Atlanta's been knocked out for a couple weeks and Julio has been dealing with this injury over that span that he probably just plays. But again, if you're a big cash game player, I'm not talking about putting two bucks on a contest. Like If you're a big cash game player, there's no way that you can play Julio Jones with confidence. You just can't. Even with the fact that he has 35 targets and 13 catches over <laughs> Which the last... Is so or, ridiculous. or 23 catches, rather, over the last... Yeah, it is. It's complete. It was like 54% of the target share in Week 15, I believe. Like 54, 56. So, no. Do, I won't play uh, him in cash. Do you know the quick math on that? Do you know how many targets that would be over a full season? Oh, my goodness. 280. Uh, yeah, I was going to say about 300. Yeah, wow. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. All right, so on the other side of that bowl, Richard Perriman... Justin Watson. I mean, yeah, I mean, might I as well bring Jets. don't play. Yeah, why not? I mean, he could have even had a bigger day last week. I mean, twelve targets, seven grabs. He hit the hit the century mark. Jameis missed him on a couple throws. One for sure it could have been a touchdown in the first quarter. Just overthrew him. So yeah, I mean, Godwin again today, not practicing. I can't imagine he's going to be practicing. I can't imagine he's, he's going to play. Like, yeah, why? That's What's another one. Point? Why mess around with it? So yeah. I know we're not talking tight ends and quarterbacks, but this whole. Passing offense, Justin or Justin Watson, Jameis Winston, OJ Howard, pulling in this entire offense. Yeah, it seems like it. I mean, a, another week with seven targets from OJ Howard, so that's fourteen in the last two weeks. I'm not crazy about OJ Howard, but I, I think if you're looking for a tight end with you know around seven targets, he's he's one of those guys. I, I the only guy I think in this matchup is, and maybe I'm overthinking it because this could be a, a high scoring game, right? I mean, you got Jameis, could be picks and touchdowns. It, it's has potential, uh, but I think Perriman's <laughs> the only guy I really like. <laughs> I, I like how you said picks and touchdowns. I mean, that might be the only way they Atlanta's like in this game. They might get like three scores defensively. Yeah. Play Jameis and the Falcons defense. <laughs> well, how about Devontae Freeman? Is another guy like thanks for the consolation performance, Devontae Freeman. Was, like ten targets, nine grabs last week. He's probably somebody to consider in tournaments. Tournaments, if Julio, yeah. If Julio is. You know, just since we're on that game, like if Julio is going to come in and out, I mean, he's probably a, a guy that may catch another six or seven balls. Yeah, 100%. All right, so then let's talk about the Titans and Texans. So the Texans can knock out their division rivals, but we've already heard rumors going back and forth. You know, the team's saying one thing, you know, reporters are saying another. It doesn't sound like any of the Texans are playing into the second half, and Will Fuller's not going to play at all. But because the Titans have something to play for, is this we find a way to get AJ Brown into the lineup despite what the what, hey, I was just saying, I, I, I few victory laps occasionally, and he still had it because of 
the rushing and got yeah, 14 points. It wasn't bad. Rushing. Yeah. But A.J. Brown, that was the, and that's why I bring it up only for something else when we talk wide receiver in a second here. But A.J. Brown has to find a way into our lineups, right? Yeah, I think so. It must win game. You gotta, they got to find a way to get him the ball. It's an, it's an easier matchup. So I would expect a bounce-back game from him. Yeah. I think it's going to be a whole lot of Derrick Henry personally, but Do no you? problem with A.J. Brown. Yeah. So right, well, no, we'll say Ryan Tannehill for a second. So uh, the one I was going to say is because of that matchup, I want to jump down to Carolina, and it sounds like DJ Moore is going to miss the final game. I I can't touch, and this is why I'm bringing it up. I can't touch Curtis Samuel against Lattimore, even with the volume potential here, with the quarterback situation of Will Greer, Lattimore, and the reason I brought up AJ Brown last week, and you'll remember this on the show, is two targets. One reception, because even when he doesn't see Lattimore, Jenkins is only going to see more snaps again this week now. Yeah. And that's that, that secondary is now legitimately a major concern. I don't care if you're the only option or not. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, no chance playing Curtis Samuel. He's not even coming at, at a discount. I mean, on Fanduel, he's 6K. So he's a little bit cheaper, I guess, on, on DK's $4,900. But no, I'm not going there. I don't like Carolina. Carolina is one of my teams I just cross off. I'm not playing. Just all together. Even Christian McCaffrey? Yeah, no, I, no, I'm not interested. Well, is he on? <laughs> is is he potentially like got any records to set or anything like that? Uh, uh, I don't. Think I mean, so. he I, needs he needs 67 receiving yards to get the thousand thousand. I'm I'm not. Uh, well, now he's gonna get that for sure. Like he's he's gotten that almost every single every every week. I mean, 15 grabs. I mean, 119. 119 last week. <laughs> I know it's nuts. 15 for 119, 8 for 88, 11 for 82, 7 for 58, 9 for 69. It's it would be nuts to think that he won't get there. And I'm not saying he he can't have a good game. I mean, it's Christian McCaffrey. He's had like one mediocre game all year, and it came against the Bucks like 15 weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Cortland Sutton against the Raiders. That's another like, one I'm like looking at. Call. Yeah. You like it? Yeah, yeah, I like that call. Oakland Raiders stink. This is a good, nice little bounce back for for Sutton. Like his price well, too. It's decent. And similar to your point before, Denver hasn't had anything to play for for weeks. It's not right. like they're you know like oh we got to bench Sutton. There's no exactly. no reason to. All right, so before we start to get to the pay down, because I know we have some very similar and very fondness, whatever that word might have been that I was trying to come up with there, some players that we do like to pay down for. Anybody else up in this range of the six, seven, eight thousand? Um, not Gall- really. I see. I'll bring it. That's the one. Galladay. Like Galladay. I thought about Galladay, but then I'm like, yeah. eh, the Packers defense has been pretty good pass wise, and then like, well, you know, Galladay has been banged up at times, and what if they're just kind of like, you know what? Let's not mess around with Galladay anymore. Yeah. Galladay's off my list in cash. I, again, I think he can do it in tournaments, coming off a pretty big game. We had 12 targets. The efficiency really hasn't been there. He basically only catches half the balls thrown his way over the past few weeks. But, yeah, not not for me in cash. Um, just continuing to, to look down the list. Like, usually I like Robert Woods and all the volume, but I don't know what's going on there with the Rams. Like, is Blake Bortles going to come in and toss footballs? That's that's concerning for me. I think Brashad Perriman, who we already <laughs> mentioned, 6'7", in, in that range. Sutton, 6'4", like that as well. Can't trust Thielen. Can't trust T.Y. Hilton. Cole Beasley, normally I would like him. Can't trust him. Don't know how, how much he's going to play. <laughs> what about Michael Gallup? Again, can't trust I- him because of Dak. But he's That's coming off a, coming off I, a big game. I thought about Michael Gallup, and I mean, you know, I was on Michael Gallup last week. But now I'm like, uh, I don't know. Uh, first of all, people don't realize the Redskins' pass defense has actually been pretty yeah, good, mostly because been. of the quarterback pressure, and then the benching and the the, the time ending 
of one of the better corners that used to be, Josh Norman, has actually been a good thing for this defense. Yeah, it has. Which is crazy. It's just like that's what happens. I, I told you this. That's what D'Angelo said. D'Angelo said it's like even better than running back. Have two or three great seasons at a corner, and you're going to get paid, and you don't have to be good again. <laughs> Nambi so. Asma? Yeah. There you go. Remember when he was going to be the best ever? Yeah, the best ever. Yeah, and the Eagles acquired him, and he was he was awful, man. It, like, it, it, I think his last year in Oakland, nobody threw his way, so we didn't realize we didn't really know how good he, yeah, was. he was. He had that one big season with all those picks, and then and then in Philly, everybody threw his way uh, and on purpose. Speaking <laughs> of Philly, Greg Ward, forty seven hundred dollars. Hold on, hold on. I know, yeah, hold on. Hold I know, on. I'm get getting there. ahead of myself here. But uh, I've scrolled I... down. I don't like anyone in the five K range. <laughs> I don't think. Well, that's because you, you scroll down too far. Because I did want to talk about two players against <laughs> okay, each okay. other in the same right, game. Right, right. Devonte Parker has been a beast. Mm, yeah, he has been. But Stephon Gilmore I and know. the Patriots have something to play for. Which, on the flip side, is why I bring up. Julian Edelman, question mark, banged up, Ooh. something to play. That's like, yeah, exactly. Like, do you touch Parker or Edelman in this game, or are they tournaments because of, you know, what we're dealing yeah. with? Yeah, tournaments because of what we're dealing with. Yeah, it's, there's potential. Maybe Gilmore is maybe rested in the second half. Parker's one dud game came against Gilmore and, and the Pats. And Julian Edelman, give that guy a lot of credit, man. He left the game. I thought he was done. He wouldn't come back. And he came back and was making diving catches, playing through some pain. But I'm not playing him in cash just because of that simple fact. Just takes one shot, and, and maybe he's out. So those, those guys are passes. <laughs> he wishes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, th- those guys are passes for me. All right, so then let's go down. Yeah, that's so after running back, Chris, because I knew I could save the immediate third person after Jones and Camara was Greg Ward. It's just like, <laughs> Greg Ward, all right, let's try to figure out the rest of my lineup now because, first of all, he's 56 and 4,700. Mm-hmm. He's the number one going yeah. against the Giants. It, like now, Zach Ertz is, he didn't practice as of Thursday. So, I don't see how Greg Ward is just not a staple chalk. I don't care even if in tournaments like you, you and then what I said earlier in the show is I, you bring it up all the time, Chris chalk isn't necessarily a bad thing, right? Yeah, there's good chalk. And I think this is it. And, and good chalk is just volume and opportunity in my opinion. And that's exactly what he's going to get. He's just going to get volume and opportunity. He's been pretty chalky. Again, I'll bring up the PME contest is one that we like. I like it a lot. I mean, there's no rake. But in three entries, you know, I've been competing against 100 entries, and there's good payouts. There's really good payouts. You can have a decent game, decent day, and still have. Well, hold on. Is it, on is it still active week 17? I was trying to find it. I couldn't. Yeah, you know what? May, I'll have we, to double check that. I'll retweet it if it is. Yeah, follow follow <laughs> Pat. I have to double check that. It, it may not be a thing because it's week 17, but I'm thinking he may go ahead and do it anyways. But I think he um, should. Yeah, I think he should as well. <laughs> but the point is, is that, yeah, selfishly. The point is, is that is Greg Ward has just been pretty consistent in terms of volume and opportunity. So, uh, yeah, you mentioned Zach Ertz. Doesn't look like Nelson Aguilar again. And even if Aguilar does play, whatever. Like, Greg Ward has earned uh, the trust. And it's like Miles Sanders. He's earned the trust of, of Carson Wentz. He's playing in the slot. It's, it's easy completions. There's two guys, and it's him and Dallas Goddard, who's actually pretty yeah. priced up. But Goddard played like almost 100% of the snaps last week. Yeah, we're going to get to Dallas Goddard. All right, so then in the same game, any of the Giants? Because you can look at last game and you're like, ooh, okay, well, there's something with Shepard and even Golden Tate. But Darius Slayton missed like 60%, 70% of that game. So – what are you what are you looking at here? Are, are you touching any of them? And I know we keep jumping back into the tournament conversation, but yeah. I feel like the entire Giants squad 
is a tournament play because it's kind of like going back to the days of trying to pick Mike Evans or Chris Godwin, and we're dealing with three instead of two. Yeah, I think just take the, the famous words from you and the phrase, I mean, naked Daniel Jones. I think that's really the play. But you could pair him up if you want. I mean, Shepard, you've you've talked about this before. Shepard's the guy who get, gets a lot of targets, but the, the air yards are not totally there. But at the same time, he has basically t- almost 200 yards over his last two weeks. I, I dislike Daniel Jones personally a lot. I probably won't pair him up with any of them. I don't want to play that game. But I have no problem with Shepard. I mean, Shepard probably should be a cash game. We're talking cash, like, don't you think? No, I mean, only look at the games I, from him. The volume's been there. I know, but look at the majority of the games that the volume was there was mostly Eli Manning. That's yeah, that's true. He hasn't played yeah. a whole lot with Daniel Jones. No, and that's there that's was my one game he did that was against the Bucks, right? He had that big game. Yeah, he got a hundred yards in that game, but yeah, he hasn't had a lot of time with Daniel Jones. It's been Slayton's been his guy. He's he's one to keep an eye on, but I think maybe with that cue that, like you said, he didn't he wasn't. He hasn't been a full participant in practice, and he missed some time last week, so I don't know if he can really trust him in cash. No, I, I do like it. If I was going to pick any of them, it would be Shepard like, in cash. It would be Shepard for cash, and that would be a different pick for tournament, which we'll talk yeah. about here in a no, second. No uh, Ronald Darby. Darby's not playing. Yeah, I know. No Ronald Darby. So, like, I don't know. That might be good or bad. Like, yeah. Initially started off as, a, hey, yeah. that, they, that defense looked like it was rebounding, and then all of a sudden it just went to it's not crap. Good. I'll tell you what, it's not good. So anybody else? Uh, because there is one more team I do want to bring up, but I'm going to see if you bring them up by yourself. So before you, um, Indy Jags staying away from that game. Even Zach Pascal with no T Y Hilton. You got to assume that T Y Hilton's not playing Week 17. I guess. I mean, he, he has. <laughs> Even if he does, you get this is another one where you got to assume he comes out. So do we go with Zach Pascal? Which the Jaguars' defense has been exploitable to death over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, you're right. It has been. Probably a tournament thing for me, but $4,800 is hard to ignore, especially if T.Y. is going to be out. I, I think that the Colts are going to go another way with Jacoby Brissett. I don't think he's their guy, so maybe this is one last go for Jacoby to kind of, to try to prove himself. Maybe he throws the ball a little bit more. Yeah, that contract initially looks good. Yeah, it did. But Not man, so much of late. <laughs> yeah, he's really kind of... He's fallen off over the past few weeks. I kind of feel like that, and not to, I'm not get, I'm not trying to like pimp the Daniel Williams show, but he always talks about backup quarterbacks and say they always, usually more often than not, look great initially because they got nothing. They like, there's no, there's no pressure on them. They just come in and do whatever the hell they want because they're the backups. And then if right. they look great, they potentially get a new contract. But once the NFL sees some of you, gets a book on you, learns how to stop you, and you have limitations like Jacoby Brissett, you know, maybe all the talk earlier in the season where people were like, oh, he's practiced so well and he's looked so good. And blah, blah. Maybe it was just, hey, this was a full Jacoby Brissett, and now the NFL seen full Jacoby Brissett, which is still limited. Jacoby Brissett, I just said his name like sixteen times. <laughs> he did, yeah, more than I thought we would say. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll show along, but I mean, it's, and I now we might not mention his name in two thousand twenty. <laughs> I think it's fair, and and it's a good show to talk about for those who haven't listened to you and D'Angelo. It's good. I appreciate it's a that perspective from, from you know football insight. It's good. So the one more that I wanted to bring up was on the Washington Redskins. And it's not Terry McLaurin. Okay, okay. Because the number one wide receiver over the past two weeks in targets yeah. and production Do has it. been Steven Sims. <laughs> 22, 21 targets. It's another one you just can't ignore. I like the call. The, like the, the price call. is it's nothing. If you're looking yeah. to say if you if you're trying to do the Jones Camara thing like I am and it's now you can do Jones Camara a lot easier on FanDuel than you can on DraftKings. But if you're trying to do it and you need to save somewhere, I, I kind of feel like that's that's where you consider going. Forty seven hundred on DraftKings is awesome. 
Yeah, I mean, you could put in him, Greg Ward, if there's no T.Y. and you want to go Pascal, then you could really, I mean, you can get three <laughs> solid backs. All 4,000 guys. You could, but you could get those guys in there. And then, like you said, I mean, the two backs that you like in, in Jones or, or you want to go Zeke or, hey, if you want to go Barkley, Kamara or Michael Thomas, Julio, like you can do a lot with your lineup with, with the, those look, values. Somebody's got – look, the, the names that are here in the on DraftKings specifically, Chris Conley because DJ Chark – yeah, I assume that DJ Chark's not going to do much if plays right. at all. Yeah. So you got Conley, Amendola. Tyrell Williams, he's facing Denver, but still, like, James Washington is yeah. Juju Smith-Schuster play, and he's facing the Ravens with potentially nothing. Christian Kirk, who knows? Steve Sims, uh, Zach Pascal, Deontay Johnson, Justin Watson, Darius Slate. Like, the names in here, somebody is going to hit with, like, two of these names. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and which and which ones is it going to be, right? I mean, that's, that's what we're here for. I like a lot of those names. Can I create a narrative for real before we move into the tight end? Yeah. You, you brought up the Andy Dalton. Do we consider maybe Larry Fitzgerald in his last heave ho? But Ooh. you know, no Kyler Murray potentially. Yeah, that's rough. And I would assume Kyler's not going to play, right? Right. Yeah, I, th- I don't think he's going to play. I think it's going to be Brett Hundley in there. Good thing, similar offense. Yeah, similar offense. I mean, Hundley's capable. I think of just throwing five yards down the field to Larry Fitz. <laughs> maybe get him, like get him one. The ball. Yeah, one last heave ho. I mean, he did yeah. have forty-eight yards and a touchdown last week. Yeah, it, interesting. If you tournaments, <laughs> I was but trying it, to create yeah, a narrative. <laughs> yeah, I think you know. I think it's one that can be created, and I think you know he'll. This definitely will be his last game. Yeah. All right. So let's move to tight end. No Mark Andrews, so he's off. Yeah, he's off. Tyler Higby, maybe. Well, but to your point, and it's he's now yeah. priced so high, so I kind of feel like there's four names. And tell me if I'm wrong, Chris. I feel like there's four because I don't think we're going up for Travis Kelsey. I mean, that's the tight end situation. If you can, I mean, but why not pay up at running back? So I feel like the four names are basically Noah Fant, Dallas Goddard, my boy Janu. Yes, like Janu. And then I can't say his name, so you have to, because I will never say his name. He is Voldemort for me. Oh, Jared Cook? I can't say his name. (laughs) I feel like those are the four. Yeah, I, I think they are too. Yeah, I think you're rolling the dice with Higby. He wasn't in McVeigh's blurb of players who who may not, you know, play a hundred percent of the snaps. But again, like the fact that he said Jared Goff, right? Bortles. I mean, you just—it's kind of an offense that I want to stay away from, even against Arizona. Man, Blake Bortles is going to win somebody a million bucks. I was just about to say he's forty-five hundred dollars. You know, if if Goff was just completely ruled out, then it's a different story. I would play Blake Bortles at forty-five. Maybe I'd roll. Yeah, maybe I would roll him out there with Higby or just play Bortles alone. Because at forty-five hundred dollars, all he needs to do is Brandon Cooks with no Cooper Cup. Oh yeah, Cooks. Thanks, Brandon up. Cooks. Finally showing it's up. Another in guy. 16. Yeah. So keep an eye on that situation. And if Goff is for whatever reason inactive, not going to play, Bortles does become pretty interesting because he also has a, a, a rushing ability to him, and and there's some weapons there on the Rams. If there's no Goff, if there's no Gurley, then maybe he throws a little bit more. Ah oh, man, what a mess that week 16, 17 could potentially <laughs> be. So, like I said, there's only a few guys that I stick to in cash, but. You can definitely make the case for a lot of these guys. Uh, oh, I got one more. But I guess five. We talked about it before. O.J. Howard? Oh, yeah. O.J. Howard, 4300 And I think I would rather Jonu at that price, 42 Save yourselves $100, you know, $100. But, yeah, I think he's in play as well. 
Okay. Goddard is a good play on DK at 49. It's just on DraftKings or on FanDuel, they've really priced him. Like he's Aggressively. 64. I know. Yeah, that's a I found a much. way to get him in, though. Sneak. Nice. Sneak preview. Janu, 58. Fant, 56. OJ, 55. You're saving yourself a little bit of money on FanDuel with those guys. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about quarterbacks. And on, I'm going to go to DraftKings first because it's easier to get a quarterback on FanDuel, which is often the case. If I want to get Aaron Jones and Alvin Kamara, and I still want to get A.J. Brown, and I still want to get Dallas Goddard, you know what I have to do at quarterback, Chris? Daniel Jones. Robert Griffin the third. Oh, mama. RG3. <laughs> Would you do it in cash? Because it's, it's in my lineup. I mean, like, what's the worst case scenario? He doesn't throw for any touchdowns, but he runs for 50 yards? <laughs> I guess, yeah. I, I, we know he's he, starting. Yeah, he is starting, and he's 51. I mean, who's he throwing to? Uh, Miles Boykin? Yeah, I guess. I, I, I feel like Baltimore's really gonna game sit? plan is going to be... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Actually, you know what you could do? You could do. Here's a tournament for you. You could do Robert Griffin with Nick Boyle and Hayden Hurst. (laughs) I I mean, I could see that with the tight ends. I feel like this is going to be a game where they just honestly hand it off. To who, though? That's the the question that they they go back to. Is Gus Edwards going to sit? Yeah, or is it Justice Hill? Who who's the backup that they value the most? Because Mark Ingram, let's be honest, he may not be ready to go. Well, so that was going to be my next one. Is it might not be either of them? Yeah, because of that, right? They might promote somebody or pick up somebody off somebody else's team, or because you're not going to give it to Patrick Carr because you don't want to lose him. So right. it could yeah. be it who could knows be a whole lot of Hill. It could Justice be Justice Hill, unless they want to save him too. Yeah, you're right. We're going to find out who they value the most between Edwards and Hill. I think. On that, Sunday. That's, that's going to be a mess. Yeah, but yes, to, to give you a preview of my FanDuel lineup, I do have what I told you is, I called him this earlier this year, is he's the white poor man's version of Jameis Winston. It is. Naked Daniel Jones on FanDuel. He is, and he's a, quarter, he's a quarterback thing to have a lot of exposure to. I don't expect him to be – he's going to be popular. Like I, I really do feel like he's going to be – people are going to be chasing that five-touchdown game. Yeah, He's been very boomer bust to, to what you've said all year about him, and he's just the perfect fantasy quarterback. And the real-life quarterback that you scratch your head, all the fumbles that he's had, the turnovers, it's much like Jameis, like you just alluded to. But you see the games, I mean – Actually, you 322 know yards, four touchdowns, 308, four touchdowns, 352, five. But then the other games, it's like 150 and two, 210 and one. You know, it's nothing exciting. He's 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 very boomer bust. He's the perfect tournament quarterback. He is, but I'm going to tell you who he is. He's is the he's the love child of Jameis Winston and Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah, I see <laughs> there you it. Go. I see it. <laughs> Josh Winston, Jameis Josh Allen. Winston. I mean, you could throw in the Eagles, so I like the matchup. I do too. It's just it's trying to figure it out, and that's why I got some naked Jalen Jones. Any other quarterbacks? You're, I mean, I, I brought up the two down pay down options. Uh, are there anybody that you would actually legitimately pay up for in this week, not knowing? I mean, Tannehill's still in the mid range, but yeah, I, I do I, like him. I Carson Wentz. Up. Yeah, Carson Wentz is he's in the tournament section of the DFS pass because I don't fully even still as as nice as he's been over the past couple weeks. I I still don't fully trust. In cash, what I do like about him is that the fact that he's he's averaged 45 passing attempts over his last five games, so he is chucking a lot. It's just, yeah, now you're going to take his best weapon away, yeah, in, in Zach Ertz. So I, I'm a, he could struggle, and at the same time as I mentioned that maybe he's only a tournament guy, he probably doesn't have that 
that ceiling that that a Jones has had lately. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't have the the thirty point. He hasn't hit the thirty point mark all year. Right. It's not that he can't do it as a quarterback, but when you when you're limited with your weapons, he probably doesn't have enough to to really win you over the top. So I'm kind of out on him, even though I like that game a lot. I think the one quarterback that I would spend up for is is Tannehill. Like you mentioned, like I can't trust Rodgers. It'd probably just be a whole lot of Jones. But Ryan Tannehill, something to play for, as you mentioned. Texans may rest. He's got three touchdowns, at least three touchdowns and 23 fantasy points in three straight games. He ran one in a couple weeks ago. He just played the Texans, a fully loaded Texans squad with a lot on the line, and he had a decent game there. So I think you know you can get about that 20-point mark, whatever he's averaging is 20 points on DK. I think he'll get there. Well, then let's talk about another quarterback as this is a good transition into... You down with GPP? The tournament plays and coming off his second-ish worst game of the season, Jameis Winston. See, and this is another one, you know, this week 17, so this wouldn't be a question before, but week 17, Jameis is still banged up. Is that why he's a tournament play only because maybe the Buccaneers are like, oh, you know, we're going to franchise him, bring him back. Well, the rumors are at least so far. Yeah. Let's just shut him down since he's passing to nobody. Or do you kind of like consider it like, look, Jameis is going to keep throwing Jameis, 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 Jameis. And we've seen what the backup is, which is essentially nothing. Yeah, the backup is essentially nothing. I, I thought, you know, we've had this conversation, you and I, on the at the Athletic with the throwback a, a couple times as if, if maybe they will shut him down and they feel like, you know what, we, we like what Jameis has done. Yeah, he's 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 been crazy with the football and the picks, but he's also done a lot of good things and he's had a poor offensive line and the run blocking has been really bad for like he's just this there's been a lot of question marks but he's done a lot of good things too at the same time so maybe they decide to ease back from him but they haven't lately Jake right <laughs> i mean he's thrown tennis balls and for almost three straight weeks of practice so it makes me think like he will play uh i don't mind i don't mind the price 66 against Atlanta. i'd rather just jones i think i'm i'm just really <laughs> focusing on jones this week but yeah i don't i don't mind winston so, is there really anywhere else to go? Where are you looking tournament-wise no, for quarterbacks? It. I mean, that's really kind of it. You'd maybe say, like, Matt Ryan against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense with the fact that you do have to be concerned that maybe Matt yeah. Ryan, Julio Jones just end up sitting at some point. I mean, I don't know who else. Because Josh Allen's not playing. Allen's Baker, not going to play. Yeah, yeah Baker's not 100%. been great. Here's one for you. Actually, I do have one for you. I do have one more. Because they haven't had anything to play for for weeks. And the other team is going to be resting players and has already had one of the worst pass defenses in the league and Mitch Trubisky against the Vikings. Yeah, Trubisky's not bad. Um, or Sam again, Darnold, just, if you're going that far down. Which would you rather go to? Yeah, I think I'd rather go to Sam Darnold just because I feel like his ceiling's a little bit higher. So I'm, I don't know. Mitch Trubisky does have five touchdowns in a game. Yeah, I know. He did. And um, who, who was that against last year? That was against uh, Tampa? Yeah, he had the five-touchdown game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm off. I'm off. <laughs> don't don't I'm make off me pick them, these man. scrubs. <laughs> yeah, really. Like I just don't want anything to do with them. That's why I feel like Robert Griffin's a tournament and cash. Like if you're just gonna, because like, you know how bad that could blow up in your face. Yeah, I, I wonder how much. Like, what do you think he'll end up with on the ground? Like, can he still Griffin? Run? Yeah, I'll. I put it this way: if I knew what the Vegas line was, that'd, that'd be nice to know. Uh, I would yeah. put his. If I had to set the over under, if I was Vegas. I'd set the over-under at 34.5. Wow. Yeah, so that's you're giving him the respect. Um, 
And no, it's that's probably, like, like this to respect that he still has something left. Like if we were talking three years ago, I put the over under at like fifty seven. Yeah, for sure. And that's the thing, right? I have of RG three in the back of my head and that's what I you know, that's what we liked about him. He could extend plays, he can move around in the pocket, he could call his own number, maybe he rushes one in. Like that's all very possible. And they're gonna let him go, I think. Uh, to, to I at the same time I still think they're gonna run the football. But he probably will have full reins to chuck a couple downfield or, or run and you know, and for RG three, he wants to have a good game too. Like, this is this is a big game for him. <laughs> R- RPO for life maybe. in this game. Yeah, that's what I think it will be. Yeah, I'm not interested in RG three. Nah, I don't. Want to. All right, tournaments, running backs. Anybody we didn't talk about running back that you would consider in a tournament? Yeah, we, you kind of touched on a couple of them, but anybody that we didn't bring up that you would say, yeah, you know what, I'll roll the dice. By the way, here. Updating breaking news while we're doing the oh, show, nice, which nice. <laughs> Josh Jacobs, everybody does know this. Yes, this comes out Friday, but we're recording this on Thursday for you guys. Josh Jacobs had surgery Wednesday night. Went wow. great. It's the fastest surgery ever and doesn't expect it to influence his game availability for week 17, which, I mean, you can look at that as a positive. It might just be like, hey, you weren't playing anyway. But yeah. if Josh Jacobs is out there, do you, do you kind no. of consider him a tournament play? There's no way they can roll out Josh Jacobs. But I, if they do? I would, I would completely question their entire organization for rolling out. No. <laughs> if, even if he does, I wouldn't. They're not playing him, Jake. There's no way. You can't play him. Dude had surgery last night. I, I, I Look, hey, it's, apparently chance. it was like a cleanup procedure. Oh, man, I'm locking in. I'm locking in Washington. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah, well, no then. I, all these other backs, I think the one guy we didn't bring up, and you probably could play him in cash. I know. Get your thoughts. Kenyon Drake. Another God. game with twenty plus carries. He's it's doing just, it again. But it's against the Patriots. They don't nobody scores touchdowns against them. No, it's against the Rams. No. Oh yeah. I'm thinking, see, there you go. I'm yeah. thinking freaking Dolphins <laughs> over here. You're thinking he's still in the Dolphins and he sucks. This guy's <laughs> on Arizona and he's good now. I mean twenty two for one thirty seven, twenty two for one sixty six. We mentioned before, I this is what I said last week. I like the fact that he catches balls out of the backfield. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine games, ten games, at least three catches, and he hasn't been the the full starter. I, I know some of those games with Miami, but he hasn't been the full starter in Arizona like this full kind of workload, and just until recently. So, I think against the Rams, they're resting guys. We don't know the status of the quarterback situation. We don't know if it's going to be Hundley. I mean, Drake's probably touching the ball twenty times. He seems like a lock actually to touch the ball twenty times. So, do you put him Joe in cash like too? Ball. Yeah, I think actually I just kind of skipped over him in cash. I'm gonna have to insert him in the cash lineup. I think I like him in cash. That's that's interesting. You got me questioning. I know Joe would like he Joe be here backing him up. Well, that's the one thing. Like you just <laughs> Sanders is cheaper, you know. Then other other there's a little bit more security with some other He's running backs. He's got the price now. Teams. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, they said he has the price tag. But because here's the thing: is <laughs> Lev Bell is cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, you brought him up again. I did. I'm trying to. I'm trying to make up for you, you guys all in one show. He's thirteen. Look, he's thirteen hundred cheaper on DraftKings. I know. I know. Where is he on Fandle? Fandle, like, he's seventy one. Yeah, seventy one, and Drake is seventy three. Yeah. It's yeah. hey, Drake's finally gotten the respect of the prices here. He right. deserves a new contract with Arizona. <laughs> he does. So, well, that's the problem. Is David Johnson's got like. 12, 13, 14, somewhere around there, dead cap next year, no matter what they do. So he's going to be back. I just don't know what role he's going to be in. All right, so Joe's not here, so let's bring up his boy. Let's bring up Lemmy. I know, Lenny. Uh, Fournette, 
questionable tag means probably people are going to be hesitant to play him. Also, because who knows, does he play the full game? So is that why tournament play against the Colts? Yeah, tournament only. I, I'm not. I know the volume has been there with with Fortnite, but I, this isn't a guy I haven't played a whole lot to be honest. Because I just don't like the Jags. They just don't. They just don't score a lot. And let's look at the last few games: 13, 12, 9. His big game, 18. He had one monster game in that range, but for the most part, this guy's averaging 13 fantasy points a game over the last seven weeks. So, I just don't trust him. And I don't trust Jacksonville. Yeah, That's it. I don't. I don't either. All right, then last one. Madison, if he does, if he's practicing and he's playing, do you consider him? Probably not. Um, but if he is active, I mean, he's limited yesterday. If he is active, but this is, again, we go back to what you brought up earlier, and I don't want to get away from that. I thought you brought up a good point, is Mike Boone didn't look great. Right. And Madison has looked good this season. So I think it's in their best interest to have a healthy Madison in the playoffs. So then you play Mike Boone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Boone is actually interesting in tournaments because he let everybody down last week. He was the most talked about player in season-long leagues. Nobody was picked up more than Mike Boone. It's all anybody talked about. Leagues were won and lost over Mike Boone. And if we have some new DFS players coming over here that just lost their championship on Mike Boone, I can guarantee you they're not playing Mike Boone this week. So you could get Mike Boone's ownership. I know it was a Monday night game. His ownership probably would have been like 60%, 70% in tournaments last week. This week it's not. Where is he even on the list? <laughs> I know it's early, but he's probably I'm thinking definitely single digits. I think sharp DFS players will be on Mike Boone because the recency bias thing really plays a part in a lot of people. But I think if you're a big time DFS player over the years, you've learned to just forget it. You move we'll, on and you we'll forget what have just to, happened. We'll have to check again tomorrow, but for as of right now, he's not even in the top fifty. <laughs> yeah, I'm not crazy about Boone, but I'm kinda of talking myself into that strategy. As a tournament, yeah. 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 It does make sense there. All right, so wide receiver, tournament plays, paying up for anybody like a Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Allen Robinson against the volume, and then that secondary's already been miserable, and if they're sitting anybody, I don't know, it might be a better thing if they sit people. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> um, I I think I'm just focusing on the cheaper wideouts. Um, cheap, like Stars and Scrubs approach, like Thomas and Julio, and then like Sims and <laughs> Greg Ward or... Or Pascal, but no, I'm not going to Tyreek, not going to Edelman. I think Allen Robinson is a fine play, but uh, I'm not interested. I think A.J. Brown, we already alluded to him. We already talked about him. I think he's fine. Tyler Boyd, moving down the price range. I think Boyd, too, as I mentioned with Andy Dalton. I mean, he had 15 targets last week. I think he gets another 10 targets. Decent spot. Okay. I'm trying to think of any other wide receivers yet because there were – we talked about Edelman. We talked about Parker. There were so many options out there. Hey, Landry or Odell Beckham against Cincinnati? No. No? No dice. No, no not touching them? No, I don't trust Cleveland. Uh, Keenan Allen or Mike Williams against Kansas City? Um, yeah, I can get behind both of those guys. Kansas um, City's pass defense has been pretty good. Yeah, it has been. Some question marks with Phillip Rivers, too. Like, is he going to play? Dealing with the thumb. How about, is this it for him? Kenny know. Stills, backup quarterback <laughs> by the third quarter, second no quarter? Chance. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. Like I said, there's only like three or four games I'm really focusing in on. All right. I'm not, I'm not playing those guys. So then tight end, anybody that we didn't mention that you consider in tournaments, Waller against Denver, Hooper against Tampa Bay, Henry against Kansas City, any of those that you would consider tournament-wise? Or you just kind of similar to the wide receivers, like when you have this many options, don't don't overthink yourself. Yeah, I try not to overthink myself. You 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 guys were both dead on with with Waller uh last week. 
with Hunter uh, Renfro's Renfro death toll back. to his value. Yeah, he's really hurt him, especially in the red or zone. Or death knell. Yeah, Whatever the same. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably. I, but I think still, like, I guess Waller in tournaments, but I think the the tight ends that you mentioned are the are the guys that are in play. Jonu Smith, Goddard, maybe Higby. I think Higby in a tournament could be in play. Hooper, is, is Hooper 100% healthy? Is he just... Last week was good. He had the catches and the targets. The two weeks before that, maybe it just took him a little bit to get going. Um, and it's Tampa Bay. Unrestricted free agent. But who knows Tampa how long Bay. Matt Ryan's going to be out there. <laughs> Heck, Hooper, as you mentioned, not being 100%. Maybe yeah. that's why his tournament. Yeah, I think he is a tournament. I think um, I think he's sneaky. All right. Bait. So defenses before we get to our lineups. Uh, so I saved them, of course, because at this point, you know, cash versus tournament or whatever. I mean, the defense. I am paying the living hell down this week, Chris. So, defense? Oh, so hard on defense. So I'm paying down on both sites. I have one of the cheapest defenses on both for different. They're not. A, it's funny enough. They're not even in the same range on both sites. So the one that I paid down for on DraftKings is the Bears against mm-hmm. the Vikings because why play Adam Thielen? The defense is going to be better. Like, who is Kirk Cousins going to play the entire game? There's no Dalvin Cook. Like, the Bears against Minnesota just seems like an obvious one for me. And maybe I'm crazy, but they're the. Th- no, I'm with you. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the only things cheaper than them are the Panthers, Lions, Chargers, and Dolphins. No thank you to any of those. No. But interesting enough, $600 more than them, but way cheaper than them on FanDuel is the one I'm going to facing the Bills. With no Singletary, no Allen, no John Brown, no Cole Beasley. I'm playing the Jets against the backup Bills. Yeah, the Jets actually, they're in my lineup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like that call too. Uh, there's there's a lot of defenses in play here, and I think you said it perfectly off the top. It, you don't need to spin up. You see the Pats 4-3 against Miami, and you understand Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing picks, but it's not necessary. Like if you're playing multiple lineups, I think you could go there. They're the only defense. Actually, the Steelers, too. I mean, them and the Steelers, the only defenses with double-digit fantasy points on average, but I yeah, I like those guys too. I mean, they're just cheap going up against backups. These teams are checked. The Bills are just trying to get by. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, let's just play this game without getting any injuries. It doesn't matter. You know, we'll play our backups to give some other guys an opportunity to play. So, yeah, I think both of them are call. The Jets, uh, I like a lot. So, I'm glad you brought up the Steelers, though, because they're mid-pack on both sites. So if you do have some savings, yeah, I don't, I don't understand why they aren't near the top. I'm, I'm really, I don't know, maybe this was pricing before and then you're kind of set without knowing the Ravens are going to be sitting everybody. And maybe that's why, that's the only thing I could think of. That's the only reason yeah. I can see that they're not near the top. So if you can't afford them, I would get to them. All right. So before we get out of here, let's do our FanDuel lineups. DFS Battle Royale. And let's talk about whether or not you have any stacks. I do have a very, 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 very tiny stack, Chris. Uh, because the Jets defense, I stack with the running back. Let's do it. Let's do Le'Veon Bell and the Jets defense to go for the, the logical running back and defense stack there. So my FanDuel lineup, naked Daniel Jones, Aaron Jones, I wish I had another Jones I could get in here. Alvin Kamara, <laughs> A.J. Brown, Sutton, Greg Ward, Dallas Goddard. Actually, I guess I do have a mini one for the Eagles, too, with Ward and Goddard. And then Lev Bell and the Jets, man. Lev Bell, he's doing it, folks. He's doing it. Um, First I like, time you know what? Year. Our lineup actually is very similar. We're on the same page here, and I think that's... 
that's probably the case. That's what I talked about earlier is that I'm mostly a cash game player, but I'll probably get away from it this week because I play a lot of head-to-heads and I play a lot of 50-50s and double-ups, and I feel like I'll have very similar lineups. We're on the same page here. I like, I like Jones, too, as Naked Jones. Aaron it's Jones is so in there. Uh, a little bit different with um, I got DeAndre Washington in there. I don't love it, uh, but I like it a little bit more on DK. Tyler Boyd, Greg Ward, Michael Thomas, Dallas Goddard, A.J. Brown, and then the Jets defense. So yeah, we wow. have a lot of similarities. In AJ there. Brown, who's very Brown. popular at the band. We, this is a good overlap here. You can see our thinkings. Flex. Do you do you have a DraftKings lineup? I was gonna say, do you want to do that since it's our last week? Well, not um, last week of the season. I don't, but I here, can probably th- put you, one together. No, you quick. can tell me what you think of mine. How about that? Okay, yeah, sure. Let's do that. RG three at quarterback. <laughs> yes. Oh, this is gonna be nice. Uh, Jones and Camara. I told you I was doing it. Yep. AJ Brown. Hey, let's see. There we go. Greg Ward. There we go. Darius Slayton, Dallas Goddard, DeAndre Washington, and the Bears. Nice. You like it, don't you? That's good. I do like it. I like it a lot. And that's and that's why RG three is interesting. I know I kind of shut him down. I think Bortles may be even more interesting if if there's no golf. I will tell you right now, I am with you. I will if we get the announcement that Jared Goff is not going to play, I'm pivoting straight to uh, play Bortles. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean look what you can do here. I'm just I'm just doing something on the fly. I've been able to do it. So Bortles in there at forty five, I mean take the same thing with RG three. Aaron Jones Camara, like you like you mentioned. I think what you could do is you have basically 80% of your lineup the same. You go Aaron Jones, Kamara. Maybe you go Barkley, Zeke, and another. Maybe you go Kenyon Drake. You mix up the running backs. But I went real scrubs at wide receiver with Sims, Ward, <laughs> and Pascal, and then Goddard at tight end. And then it leaves you 8-3 of your flex. I mean, you can get another guy. You can make some adjustments with your defense. Maybe you go Henry or Zeke. I mean, Jones, Kamara, and, and Zeke. Man, I like that a lot. It's interesting <laughs> this time of the year. No scrubs. They don't yeah, get no love gross. from me. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Hanging well out the passenger side of my best friend's ride. <laughs> you like Have that? you heard the other song with that? The, the, yeah, the remake? The pigeons? No Chickens or whatever it is? I think it's Pigeons. Pigeons. Pigeons, yeah. chickens. No chickens. Whatever. <laughs> chickens whatever. I love some chicken. You know what else I love? <laughs> Follow Chris Meany at Chris Meany. You like that? <laughs> hey. Part of the DFS like pass, code podcast, 10% off. We will be back. Uh, I don't know who's going to be back. Some of us will be back. Most of us will be back. Who knows? Yes. We're going to help you in the playoffs somehow. That's right. We will be here for you. Again, follow Chris Meany at Chris Meany. Joe's at Joe Holka. He'll be back and hopefully not banned from YouTube. And I'm at All In Kid. Best wishes, everybody. Hopefully, like I said, you're celebrating a new year with some new cash in your pocket. Get some late Christmas presents that everything's like 50% off because nobody bought it. But we'll see you next week. Have a good one. We love you guys. Here comes to 2020. Listening to another edition of the Fantasy Footballers DFS podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thefantasyfootballers.com.